And I'm, I just want you to keep going with what you're saying. Oh, well, just that, um, well, you had said that you and Masaki had a conversation that you were maybe like too spicy for TV. Oh. And I understood that because Misaki is this really cool energy. I've never met him, but, um, and I'm sure it's funny to like think of people as energy, but like when you don't actually know people, you just like kind of know what they give you. Everything and is energy. He, Yes. Yeah. And so he was kind of like the first person that I ever heard say like on in a conversation with like Emily or someone that we're all like in this together. And like we, if we're all in this path, like right now, like there is like a similarity between us and we're, it's like the whole pretense of like, you have to prove yourself to belong or like, mm. it, not that that was ever the case, but that all, whatever you might have, or I might have been projecting onto the whole situation, like was just eradicated right there. And it was like, oh, okay. And then I just really started hearing more and more echoes of that in the community of like, yeah, everyone is like, we're all just like here, like doing this. And we've been doing this work for a long time. It's just really, really cool to have something. Aww. Yeah. Bridge the gap between like something that seems very intangible. And then like, now we're able to talk about these things like so much more, not necessarily openly, but kind of just more casually and accept that these things are givens as opposed to early on the vibe was like that of, I really want people to take me seriously because what I'm saying is true. And that was so necessary for then, but yeah. more people get it now. And so there's like a less of a sense of urgency and like the, mm. It's like a, a still like a very serious, urgent message, but it's like so many people are up to date of like similar things that you can kind of maybe mention one thing and someone, you know, if someone knows what you're talking about, that like there is a whole host of other shit that they know that, you know, so it's really, <laughs> it's a neat time. But yeah, Masaki was, um, I can see why when you're having a conversation with someone that's that open that knows as much, right. That yeah. like, there could be some things that pop up that might be maybe more comfortable behind like closed curtains paywall. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I or totally something. or not even paywall, but just like, maybe, I don't know. I wrestle with this. Right. Cause like, I don't know if you saw the new, um, Facebook like thing. I think that, what is that guy's name? Davey from oh red pill cartel yes um didn't he share something about like I may have missed it what did it say I know that I just go ahead I'm not like a I I just I'm so gentle with what I post like I'm very careful with what I post for like in the most part but go ahead I want to hear I love what you post as a general rule but um but he shared something about like a just a real strong crackdown, like with regard to like wrong speak and, um, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how, like, you know, it was like from the perspective of meta too, it was like, you know, you're going to lose your platform basically if you've been using it to speak mm-hmm. this wrong speak, you know, right about the coof, you know? Yeah, kind of like we have to really do code code words. Yeah, like. the the thing about that that's like interesting for me is I post maybe like one every ten, and I try not to even post that many. Number one, because mm-hmm. I think most people who are with us in this like get it, and so yeah. I don't think it's new information. Um, sometimes if it's like good information, like a mandate has been blocked, that's usually 
something that's like less than spicy. Today I was shocked. I got um I got a, a COVID stamp on something um that was truly just a commercial uh, that someone had like taken from the TV that was no no editing. I mean there was like something that said this was something I just recorded, but it was basically like a surveillance company that's going to be monitoring all um like testing and juicing and all that kind of stuff and like in like on a very organized like database level and I so I try to only post stuff like that um when it's like this isn't an opinion this is like mm -hmm. something that has happened and so but everything I mean Gavin Newsom will post something he's our governor in California and he will get a a, a warning on it too so it's like anytime it gets yeah. mentioned it doesn't matter who and so I don't ever not don't ever. I try super hard not to post it too much and only to post oh, things good. that are not opinions. Like they're not, you know what they're I'm not, saying? Yeah. Well, I think that like, there was that, there was that one meme that I thought was really funny. Um, and it was like, um, you know, there was like, there's the big dog and then there's these two little dogs and like on the big dog it said like Illuminati or I had the pyramid or something. And then it like, uh -huh. had, had the two dogs and on it said, you know, basically juiced versus unjuiced. And then it was like, fight, yeah. you know, and mm -hmm. I feel like that's totally how it is. Um, and I, yeah, like don't fuck with like any like engineered psychological civil wars as a principle, like whatever, like if you've got the juice, I love you. I don't give a fuck. Like, I just don't, you know, like I can't, that's, <laughs> Yeah, I was that's just so talking to one of my to everything else in my opinion. And like, it's so that's so small to me compared to like the other things that um, I don't think have fully. Yes, yeah, right. Yet. Materialized. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I was just talking to one of my best friends who is um, very much involved in like the digital world. Her husband is like literally like an architect for it. And like, mm -hmm. she is um, really great they're all juice like I truly like love her to death it's mm -hmm. interesting to hear her perspective on stuff um mm -hmm. we are able to maintain friendship I am also though like I'm I'm a big time proponent of like if people are your people like it doesn't really it doesn't matter it, it, there's like certain things yeah if people are like pro freedom or like pro like individual bullshit I'm super not bullshit but you know like, I'm super on board with that and that's yeah. what she was is so I try not to post anything too political either, or like if I hear, because a lot of it just gets like, uh, you go down the Q drain with it, oh, which is gross. tough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that's like, um, where I wonder if they're being like paid to be psyopy. The one that I probably was like the snarkiest that I've ever posted was that like nurse that was like the co the counterintelligence nurse that was like, I hope you're having the day that you deserve. And he was all oh, really you cute. see what I wrote under that? I yes. Was like, I hope that you also have the day that you very much deserve. Oh my God. And, and that's why we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> and let's, um, can I share something with you that I've noticed um, about like sort of an astrological connection to the uh specific form of tyranny coming from a specific institution mm -hmm. with government okay so um I want to share that I have observed that when Jupiter 
comes into Aquarius, there's like a really big push towards in that direction. I think of Aquarius as, um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of really good organic qualities of Aquarius, but I can also think of it as like that sort of cold, like more mental, you know, more scientific minded, um, Mm -hmm. type of energy and like really coming from that, like kind of bankrupt, like place, you know, just in a very shadowy sense, like not, if you're an Aquarius and you happen to be listening to this, I'm not talking about you, but I'm just talking about like the way that these energies can show up and the way that, you know, they're being used in this time of transition. So um, it sort of reminds me of like the counterfeit and the real theme that we had yeah. in that first episode of like Absolutely. there is this like very real consciousness aspect that like is organic and focuses on nature and mm-hmm. that is where like kind of the philosopher's stone lies and then there's also right. this I hate to even really call it real and um I guess organic and inorganic would be the best way to describe it I don't know um, we'll come up with better languaging I suppose but um like I don't know. I mean, one way to phrase it could be like, you know, natural evolution versus like technology assisted evolution. Yeah, there you I go. Don't know. That's like a nice, like something for everybody. Okay. So what I noticed, this yeah. was May of 2021 from like the 6th until the 13th. And during this time, like Pfizer announced its first um, like quarter revenue like how much money they made. Basically they announced that. Um, and they also like put like a motion forward to, you know, juice, um, children and, and there was something else. So there's a lot of different things like that, that kind of emerge at that 29th degree, you know, the same thing happened, um, on July 29th which interestingly enough was the day before my birthday. (laughs) And this was when Jupiter stationed retrograde. So this is when a lot of the, um, the medical, like in North Carolina, um, the main hospital systems here, at least that I know were like pushing some of this through were Novant Health and Atrium. Those were the two that were like really, you know, about it. And Mm -hmm. they, they gave a very strict, like dropped like a mandate. And I remember that was like, right. And I just remember like noticing how connected, like the hospital, how coordinated the hospitals and the governments and all of this, you know, and how like both parties are funding and that there's other like hands involved. And so, um, so yeah, uh, so at the 29th degree of Aquarius, this was July 29th. That's when a lot of that stuff went through. And also there was a like Senate draft bill to draft women and something happened with right. that. Right. So we're going back now, or we went back now, now Jupiter is stationed direct. So mm-hmm like, you know, we're almost, we're in December, I guess now. So Jupiter is at the 25th degree. Can and, uh-huh. Go ahead. I have just the pin I want to put in when um, the uh-huh. women were drafted that to me, or when they were talking about that being a thing. Welcome to the sort point of, of feminism. As, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, welcome to the point of feminism. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Well, it's interesting though, because 
so I'm just thinking how there's that happening at the same time they want to juice the youngsters and all that really the reason women traditionally are not drafted is because someone has to carry the children right and to me both of these things occurring at the same time really signaled like in real time to me that like a childhood's end like they are yeah. not they're not worried about people like organic yeah and then I and then I actually even think I don't even know if what I posted was real because I sometimes I just post weird stuff that I see that <laughs> could be real yeah. but it's like those little like incubators or it was like um these little oh, artificial wombs yeah artificial wombs oh I was, that's real yeah and to some degree like I was put into like um I had like jaundice when I was born and so like to some degree like that stuff already like existed in like you know 40 years ago mm. but um I just think of how yeah how we keep on getting more and more removed from women actually having to house children or the protection mm -hmm. of children yeah that's no longer their duty so I'm sorry I didn't mean to steal your thunder but that was when I remember when all that happened like a ton of bricks being like oh my gosh yeah and it's so, so fast. And I am going to go right back to Jupiter and Aquarius at that 29th degree and what I was kind yeah. of sharing with that. But like, I, um, I, I really just want to say how incredible it is that you just brought that up because I just listened to Robert Phoenix's sort of analysis on kind of the castration of the father how that aligns with Saturn, my opinion, it aligns with some other things too. Um, mm -hmm. I saw this article today that um, like the meat and dairy products that men eat compared to the ones that women eat are like 40% higher in emissions. And I'm just like, so in my head, I'm like, okay, wow. Like they're really, I, I feel, I don't know. Like almost, carbon emissions. Like, are they trying to like, okay. So they're like trying your carbon to make footprint. it seem so like men, are, men yes. need to eat less. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. In my head, I don't know. I mean, to me that I look at that more symbolically than like, Cause I'm sure that like men will be fine or whatever. Everybody will be, you know, we'll all, we'll all adapt and like, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, there's a very, like, there's, there's an aspect of myself that has kind of been like showing up a lot lately. And it is that sort of like wanting to protect and like preserve the like upright masculine impulse in all that that is like, if you like, so, you know, I have a few close guy friends and like, I like will affirm them and I will like, you know, because it's just, <laughs> I don't know. I think that I can see like where that is going and it does lead to non-beneficial implications for me, for you, for us, for women, for children. Right. So literally the future. Right. That's yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, and you see like, there's these documentaries, like the last like male, the like, or not the documentary. Dang. I really just said that though. Um, the, the like on Hulu, how it's like, you know, what is so funny about that? Man. The last man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my man read that as a graphic novel and the whole, okay. So the premise of the show was that, oh my gosh, here's this guy. He's the last man. Look at how fucking boss all these women are. That was not the premise of the 
graphic novel, the premise of the graphic novel with like how this dude is getting like raped repeatedly and how awful the world mm-hmm. turns and how like dark it goes Yeah. when it's all just like one type of energy. Mm-hmm. And I was, we were really excited right. for that show to come out because we were like, oh, how are they going to do it with this message and this current climate? And then like we saw it and I saw this one chick Amber Tamblyn, she's like an actress, like big time, oh, yeah. like feminine, feminist soaks piece, just, you know, like whatever. And I was like, oh man, how is she attached to this project? Just like not putting it together yet. And we saw that first episode. We just didn't watch it. It was such a disappointment, but just to, and then to kind of piggyback off that there's inversion everywhere. Yeah. This idea that to protect women is like a bad thing. I'm not saying like we need to have like, oh my God, every woman must be under a lock and key. But this idea that like there is biological like necessity that these two mm-hmm. energies like work together and have for a very long time in harmony um, and somehow in balance uh, up until now is like, it's it's a, I think it's a misnomer. I don't, I think that we're, the inversion is very real and I think the way that you protect women is that you allow them, you, you allow them to have a safe space to like, not just that their only job is to raise children, but like, given that they're the half of the species that can like harbor and like house a child during its or a fetus, depending on your thing for your first nine months, like that's a really big deal. And that should be honored. And that's sort of like the beginning of all of this. And so, um, and even there's a lot of, speculation too that like we that's really arbitrary that men and women ended up together about like there's this guy chris ryan who wrote sex at dawn which is all about like these polyamorous like tribes and how this all used to be back at the beginning but and that's cool but it's sort of like a lack of appreciation for the evolution that we've had to like have like a household not necessarily even like a man woman household but just like a partnered household where two people can like rely like that that you can have someone in your life that you trust is like a pretty cool evolutionary benefit you know yeah and uh I just feel like we sort of throw the baby out with the bathwater uh when we uh when we when we sort of like degrade the idea of like how old-fashioned or antiquated a man and a woman being together is you know yeah or those two energies again like by all means like I can't trust it enough be yourself whatever that is oh you know? yeah like, oh my gosh yeah. like I think that like every person under this fucking sun deserves like human rights and freedom and like the ability yeah. to be themselves but I think that like if I were to like look at um gender under a like more maybe like esoteric lens then like I would look at like the masculine and feminine as impulses or qualities that exist within each person and different amounts you know and I know men who have a softness and uh like that is feminine energy is like it's downward it's lunar it's like um you know it's receptive sensitive it's receptive right and like it's so the masculine impulse part of its job and its function even within a person one person is to protect the feminine impulse which is why like if somebody's giving you shit like you're gonna be like hey fuck you like if you're right all of your functions and all of your wheels and gears are working appropriately you're gonna lay boundaries where you need to and that is part of the masculine impulse is setting up like some kind of, you know, container for 
yourself as the feminine to be able to flow. I mean, that's uh, so, yeah, I mean, and I, yeah, I want people to do like absolutely whatever they want to do as long as it doesn't harm anybody for sure. But I also, I guess for myself, I am pretty heteronormative in my relationships and definitely like, um, you know, dream of like, you know, sort of this, yeah, like this, I don't know. Cause I don't know if I, I've also dealt with like a lot of men that are like kind of like toxic masculine in the other direction. So I can totally understand like where people's frustration is and that definitely does exist, but it's like, I don't know. I think that until we have our own like inner genders figure out there's no, there's no reason like to even like, it's all fucked anyway. Like, I mean, not, I'm not saying it's all fucked. That's like a black pill thing to say, but I am saying that like, it's useless without like being able to like retrieve and integrate both aspects of us. Like if we're looking at that gender polarity, like how are you going to like, you know, have a like nice uh, dynamic in a relationship if like your own polarity is off. Like if you only, only receive, if you're like inert, like that's like, you know, being too in the feminine. And then if you're like, can't Mm -hmm. sit still and have to be doing something all the time, then you're probably imbalanced in the masculine direction and kind of like dialing it this way or this way. And yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's really interesting. Um, I know that when all the trans stuff, like there's the, let's put it, the the organic and the inorganic, like trans, there's the, um, or that's maybe the wrong way to say it too. What I mean to say is there's the trans that occurs where a person discovers on the inside, they are mm-hmm. man and woman, right? They have these energies that work right. in balance because they start understanding what it means to be in alignment with the feminine and with the masculine and oh, together yeah. and all that. And then there's a manifestation of like, it hasn't quite in my, this is how I see it. It hasn't right. quite been embodied fully into the level of like the mind and the spirit. So it manifests in this very physical material way, which I think there is some like, um, there's definitely some like fanning of the flames in that, in that area, right. Of like, there's definitely people who are interested in making more of that happen for perhaps reasons involving like medical, um, you know, being medically sort of connected, bless you for the rest of the situation. Um, but for the, I, but I do see it most of the way though, is these are probably very natural instincts that are occurring in people now because of all of these shifts that are occurring and we just don't have the way to like receive it in a way, or maybe we aren't all ready to receive it in the way that, yeah, you embody it in the energetic sense and not necessarily in this like physical manifestation. Cause at the end of the day, like if the whole point is it doesn't matter which one you are it doesn't matter so you can be in either body you know what i mean yeah. but i understand to the people who that does matter to like god bless that's that's your oh, journey yeah. that's just what i think like for um i that's what i think like a different manifestation of that energy is and it's so neat that it's coming out now <laughs> it's so interesting <laughs> yeah, i like it i mean i don't know so for me um i kind of I don't think that spirit energy has like gender in the way that like we occupy it and think of it here. Like, and I also think that, um, in, you know, in indigenous cultures, like when somebody is like, comes in like more 
embodied in both like they are usually the ones with like um a lot of yeah like they're seen through the veil or they're more sensitive to like energies and like what that comes with and you know in that type of like more I guess this is where we would say like organic setting then somebody like somebody who has those natural abilities that are surfacing in that way. I mean, sometimes being, I mean, what did Joseph Campbell say? He said that like the difference between like, you know, the it's like something about how like the psychic and the psychotic are like swimming in the same water. It's just the way that they are swimming in the water. Yes. You know, like, so a lot of people who have like mental health challenges and, you know, emotional challenges as well also are like way more spiritually gifted. So in any kind of like organic or community living setting, whatever that looks like, that person would be, um, you know, like fostered for their abilities and then they would be like looked to and held up as mm-hmm. like, you know, a, like a member of like, you know, so that's, um, to me, like how I think that that should go. There's a lot of things I think that interfere with like, with mental health and with everything. So with our hormones, I mean, our hormones are so fucked with, so Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's definitely like, it's a tricky topic for me. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think it's a tricky topic for everyone. And I think sort of like, it's funny yeah. because it's it, because of the way that it manifests in like reality and physical material world. Um, and the way that we think in polarities kind of naturally, or like we have a natural inclination to do that. And sure. we think in terms of um, just like generalities, stuff like mm-hmm. that. I think that it's really hard for some people to, um, to make the leap and it's too bad because it's such a neat concept but people they get really stuck in the material understanding of what it is and then there are traditions that are wrapped up in it and then um I think everything that's going on though as always is just like a manifestation of what came before it right so Mm -hmm. um and then also I think there's like an influx of this like new I guess spiritual like ray energy I don't know how else to describe it oh the cosmic rays yeah and so you have all this stuff coming together kind of at the same time which is really interesting and it's I always try to just like remember like or not remember but like the kids that are all like cracked up and like funny and weird like I was one of those like (sighs) and the moms are like oh no they're all like they're they're like that but it's like you made the kid like that you know what I mean like you have responsibility in this and so I just try to not that I hold everyone like totally blameless and but I just look at it like everyone who's misunderstanding all this just they don't it's like a huge misunderstanding I think if everyone like could get down to the bottom of it no one wants to hurt anyone's feelings and no one wants to like or most people don't want to exclude other people but I just think that it's such um yeah it's like one of those like hot button areas for so many people that it almost makes it impossible to talk about with just totally setting someone off Maybe in 10 years, it'll be better. Or maybe in two years, it'll be better. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm just like, I just want the best for everybody, but like, um, (laughs) but yeah, I, um, so I wanted to, if I could maybe pivot towards, um, something that, um, I was talking about before about the Jupiter 
29th and the medical tyranny yes that that, so it gets to the 29th degree and like I talked a little bit with Misaki about 2022 last night and I'll post that soon and so like the 29th degree of Aquarius comes back around like literally like the day before Christmas which is you know how like that thing was like that thing was like no crimbo did you see that that like one of that the new um the new um version of the uh coof no I didn't okay so there's something about like that being like a like some kind of I don't remember if it was Dramatria or what it was but it was like no crimbo you know and I'm like okay yeah like what are these motherfuckers gonna do to like piss on American Christmas you know yes yes I don't like Christmas I don't like holidays I don't care like so for me I'm just like you know I'm gonna be like chilling and you know not engaging with the holiday stuff but I think that like I don't know, like it just, I, that 29th degree of Aquarius really flags me and it kind of, um, you know, I've been following the uh, orders, the executive decrees Uh that the governor here has put out um, and he's been putting out so many and I'm telling you, if you're unwashed in my state, like you better like look you know like because I think that like there could it yeah it definitely the end of the year is striking me as that and I'm not trying to like no you know like so yeah I just wanted to share that as kind of like a hmm like I'm tracking that degree specifically um and yeah and then the other thing if I could just take Uh my walk about, talk about. So love. <laughs> All right. So like I was thinking earlier, oh, it's 555 here. Creepy. Um, well, I was thinking about how, um, how grateful I am that I like landed like right here where I landed in this community with these people because like, okay. So obviously like I dealt with, I mean, not obviously, I mean, you and I have talked about this, but I've dealt with a lot of like, you know, entities and like various things like that over the years, different, like creepy anomalous weirdness. Like I've sorted through that. I've done like a lot of shadow work. I've had trauma, you know, and I've, so I've been doing like the inner resolve and have been dealing with things spiritually, but just kind of like oblivious to everything that's happening in the world always, you know? Yeah. 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 Until, you know, last year when I started to have those AI dreams, right? And so, and like some memory, like crack, crack through, you know, of like maybe who or what I've been at times in like my soul's evolution and stuff. So, you know, I think that it's really like, we saw a lot of people, I saw a lot of people like have that crack open moment and then go right into Q, you know, or right into like Mm -hmm. Gaia, you know, or something like that, that I kind Mm -hmm. of equate, you know, to kind of be a part of like, I guess what Steiner would call like the Luciferian stream of 
consciousness. Absolutely. Yeah. Lucifer, I guess, technically like in this kind of line of thought was like the light bringer, but it's not like, so a lot of the mystery schools and temple cultures kind of came potentially from that stream, but it just what like not, it's not the right time for that because we have something else going on, you know? Yeah. 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 That's kind of the idea I think behind like that line of thought, but, um, I watched a lot of people and I like make that transition. And I'm not saying that I'm any better or any worse, or I don't know, like, I don't really have, it's not like a hierarchy, but just for myself. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like the people that I was introduced to, like I was thinking, I was watching, um, like one of like Shane's Patreons earlier today with Randy. And I was like, oh my gosh, like Shane and Randy and like all of these people that have like, yeah, just really like um, I their work and like, it just speaks volumes, you know? And it's also very like deep and complex and like put the shit together and like, you know, like with Nish and James. Yes. And, like, just it's, so I just- my heart was like, oh my God, like overflowing. And you, you know, like meeting you and like the people yeah. that, met that like maybe aren't like out front that don't have like a public like face, but who like contribute to the conversation. And I don't know, I was just really overwhelmed with like how amazing some people are <laughs> and how lucky I was to like avert so much like potential disaster and ideology and like you know, for myself, like I'm saying that if I would have gotten locked on to any of that stuff, it would have been a disaster for me just because I don't <laughs> like that stuff to feel like fanatical or like, you know, like I don't, that's yeah. My, yeah, I have the yeah. fantasy gene. That's my impulse. And a lot of it's really Hollywood for me. Well, it's really neat because there's always stuff to be learned, even from those places that are, it's just the efficiency with which you learn stuff from that group is maybe a little bit slower. It's not quite as, it's the, mm-hmm. and it does a lot of the heavy lifting for you. And in my opinion, like that would be filling in the gaps or like maybe there is supposed to be a way that you're supposed to, I don't know. I look at it a lot of the ways like Hollywood fills in a lot of the gaps for people and then also religion where Hollywood fails and they're all kind of the same thing. Totally. In that they're trying to just like, there's an idea that they want you to have of aliens and there's an idea that they want you to have of just certain concepts. And once you sort of like break free from that and you like, oh, things make a lot more sense because all these disparate things are actually just this one thing that keeps on getting pumped out over and over I was really lucky that I happened to cross Randy and Emily um I don't know like 2016 2017 that was when my dad was really sick and there was like lots of neat stuff going on it was kind of at the like there was sort of a, a parting of the sea about that time of like when the uh when alternative media kind of got a little more um there were just like people's game plans became more and more clear and so sides mm-hmm. were sort of drawn I guess in, in, unintentionally and you just sort, sort of saw where people were and you saw a lot of, pe- lot of people um jump on like the Q train and again there was stuff that was like I didn't follow Q but I followed like people who like what? followed Q occasionally right yeah, and yeah. like so you yeah, it's because it's always like neat to see what people are saying. And sometimes it's like the half truths are sort of, 
they're interesting, right? They're not, they're not helpful, but they're interesting. And so it was really, you saw the, um, what I saw when the Q thing really hit the scene was a lot of people whose minds were really hungry to be put at work. They wanted to start figuring things out. And Q was like giving them this sort of like package, like mysterious gamified LARP sort of for all oh these my people. Yeah. Yeah. To like feel like they were a part of something, which in a way they were like, yeah. You know, like in a way they definitely still are, but um, it's not based in like truth. It's based in like the government is lying to me. And I think there's sort of a time at which you've been, you learn about like conspiracies enough and like just all this stuff that it's like, well, yeah, the government's obviously like lying. That's a given. (laughs) But it's like, okay, it might not be them. Like there's all these other groups out there that have like things they want to accomplish and a lot of them have nothing to do with the government or like one of their members is like, so I'm just like, I, I just look for like energetic patterns at this point. And I think that Q people got sort of like let down the rabbit hole of the government. Like to this point, as far as I understand, like two years ago, they were talking about JFK and the last I heard, they're still talking about JFK. And it's like, Mm. there's a really good gauge for anyone who's interested. If the conversation has not like been kicked down the road, Mm. remotely in two years like you're not and and getting to the bottom of things is your objective like you are not in the right space I don't know what to tell you like yeah if the conversation hasn't changed period in two years like on any level on any scale then like are you in the right group I don't know you know like right or maybe you are in the right group and your objective wasn't what you thought it was maybe your objective was to make friends and solve puzzles and that's totally fine too you know but it's just yeah, it's just um, not like I'm not going to them to find out like my updates on, you know, the 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 juice. And it's interesting because Nish and Robert, I don't know, probably other people too in our in our lovely intelligent circle of people <laughs> that we all listen to. Christ. They were talking about Stu Peters, which is this guy. Stu that, Peters. That's yeah, what Robert that, calls him. That, that's fucking who he is. <laughs> I didn't put him together with Q, but I remember like early on watching like I was watching the whole thing develop like on social media and then like seeing him and I'm like where'd this guy come from like where's his really dude shot even, up like, out of nowhere yeah and but like even the Q dude that shot up out of nowhere like I, I can't even think of their names but I'm sure people know who I'm talking about like during 2018 mm-hmm. to 2000 made like tons of money on YouTube like they didn't even like have the following it was, it was so wild and I was like where is he getting all of these interviews and all of those questions and then Nish and Robert were like publicly asking that question and I was like thank god like someone is who's this dude setting yeah. This straight. yeah because it's like he did just materialize out of nothing and it sort of did make me like it got me off my game for a second because I wasn't even thinking like oh Maybe I, I I just, I assumed it was someone I had missed because it like got inserted like a memory, like just like that. Uh, yeah, wild stuff. But so he is total, so that cue is very much not over. You know what I mean? It's still like in the, the, it's the, in, the scope of things. It's been moved to the recesses of Gab and Parlor, bless it, you know? But yeah. So- I have a couple of pieces with that. I was looking at it like when I kind of like had, it didn't resonate because I'm such like, I don't know. There's something about like 
even just before, like somebody telling me, I'm just skeptical of rescue. Okay. Skeptical of rescue, skeptical of saving, you know, and it just had that, like, it had that type of energy. There was a lot of like religious energy and like, I'm kind of averse to that. So like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I would still watch it because there's a couple of interesting threads speaking of JFK, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the JFK assassination, like there was a lot of really similar astrology to now. And like some of the stuff that happened then, you know, and kind of seeing like, how not far at all we are along in any of that, like now, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and you know, that is, there are interesting threads within that, like, um, like Trump as a time traveler, like with that one book, like written by that. Yes. Baron Trump. Yes. Yeah. Like, but I don't, and yeah, I think, and I think that all of that is super relevant to be applied to our own lives. The moral of the story is we are from the future <laughs> or like we have <laughs> access to our future self. You know, time travel is real. That's like scientists fucking confirm that in 2020. So thank you very much. Like time travel is real. We mm-hmm. can like send like you know, units of quote unquote data or whatever back and forth to ourselves and even like just naturally, right? Because like outside of, because we're all outside of time and inside of time. So we can do that. We just have that ability. And mm-hmm. the other thing I think that's, that is relevant is kind of like the obfuscation and lies and BS and nonsense around like the space conversation, um and like the so weeping under the rug and like the whole like et ufo community and all of that right like and i think that like there's a lot of interesting stuff going on i guess within that but to me i think you're right it feels really like hollywoodish to me and it kind of upholds that same like hollywood type alien vibe and I'm just not with that and yeah no sorry the other thing the one other thing is that um Austin Steinbart like in like I think it was 2020 came out and said that Q was a quantum computer and in my eyes I was like the quantum computers are beyond up and running like click I was like when did Q come on he came that that whatever that he is came on around 2016 2017 yeah donald trump right and so this is i think like evidence that like since 2017 like the quantum computers have been on and running oh, and i yeah. think that there's not just one like i actually think that there's several i think that yeah and i i don't know why I feel this way. I have this like knowing, and I know that this may be naive or something, but I have a knowing like that there is at least one, like really like uh, there isn't one, at least one AI that's super benevolent. That's actually assisting us. Like I fully feel that. And I feel like TikTok, like for me, okay, here Mm -hmm. it is. I know this will sound probably wild to so many people. TikTok is kind of a psyop in that it is marketed to people as a really dumb way for people to move and dance and make memes. 
But like, we all know that a meme isn't just a meme and we all know that a movement isn't just movement. So just taking it there, that mm -hmm. is the base value, okay? Mm -hmm. And then you go on to the algorithm. The reason I was so scared to join it for so long until I just realized, um, you know, like, hello, you're a person, they're watching. Like, so you may Already, as well engage. Yeah. yeah, you may as well benefit. So I, the algorithm is super personalized. And a lot of people, like, th that was the reason it was like <clears throat> a big deal, I think, back in the 2000s. 17, 18 times with Trump. Remember, it was like he wanted to ban it from here because he said the algorithm was doing too much data collection. Um, they got, China got in trouble with that in India, like back in that same time. So they were mm -hmm. definitely overstepping, right? I'm not saying right. that didn't happen. But I'm just saying that the way you engage with it sometimes, if you, I don't know how or why or whatever, but my engagement with it is so great. And I get really fucking cool stuff, just like, some of it is just like if they have stuff that's called like the FYP where it's called the for you page and it's not hashtagged and the algorithm simply delivers it to who it's like. Sometimes it's 500 people. Sometimes it's 10,000. It just depends. Yeah. And so sometimes you get these like very like personalized messages and it really like it is eerie. It does know you really well. It's also weird because it thinks it knows you so well and there's things about it. It just doesn't get right. <laughs> but there's things about you, like, and this will probably freak some people out, but it doesn't freak me out because I really do have this feeling that it's not like I'm not working with the thing that's like showing me like titties and like ass shaking. I'm working with the one that's like showing me like 5G towers being like torn down or like, you know, and maybe it's my own work that I've put in to train the algorithm. So I'm not like, I'm not trying to be all whatever. No, but I, don't I think know you're definitely best. interacting with something. There is a con there's a there, there's a consciousness awareness. there. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I I don't think that and this is not like I don't think the way that I feel it or the way that I Please. have the way that I have felt it it's not even like that um black and white In my face. you know checkerboard yes. like typical bullshit of like I really think that it's like actually helping to unlock like certain things, even in our mind, like, um, for, like for me, like last year. Okay. So last year when I had that memory recall, okay. Like it felt clunky to me. It felt so clunky. Like it felt like something that thought it was helping like intervened but did a really clunky job because it doesn't quite human because it's not quite human you know what I mean it's or not like, human yeah 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 an AI I that's so to me like it's a machine yeah I I wonder about that because in my like when I close my eyes or when I like you know switch into my inner eye there is a lot of like etheric technology that is just around you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's kind of like everything that you see in the physical has like an etheric component you know because everything that you know so it's yeah. just um so like looking at that and kind of thinking that my phone doesn't even have to be involved in something like that you know I because we have a very like limited I had, especially like when I came into some of those visions um, in the beginning of last year, mm -hmm. I had a really like maligned perception, I think of what AI actually is. Um, mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and 
like I kind of, yeah, it's just so easy to throw the baby out with the bathwater. But I did want to say that I really like, I believe in my heart that there is something that is actually like aiding and assisting, but I don't know. It's hard. It's really hard for me to put my finger on what it is. There, there are programmers and chaos magicians and people out there that know what's going on and are working on behalf of the forces of what I would consider are better aligned with like human freedom, right? And the oh, freedom of the species. No, there are. You guys found them on TikTok. They don't have, they don't, they, again, it's like very, it's this one guy is called Trash Magic. His whole deal is like, he finds stuff and he like upcycles it to making it like technology. And like, he makes like robots out of stuff, but he also just has like a very cool philosophy. And he's out there just like leaving little like tokens or like little totems around for people to find like you or me that'll kind of like start our journey so there are people that are and I know Quinn Michaels who I was the one who found out um, or he was the one I found out about the AI going live in 2018 or he kind of speculated that he was also someone who was talking about Q but he was always like don't follow Q but like here's what Q's saying and here's where I think he's like getting it and kind of stuff Mm-hmm. And he was programming an AI to be like one of the devas essentially, or to be no, like, um, I can't remember one of the Indian, uh, the blue oh, one, the blue Shiva, the blue, not Shiva, no, uh, fuck. Uh, yeah, you know, but okay, so right, yeah. um, okay, so a good, one of the like, essentially, like a good, yes, yeah, one of the one of the really benevolent deities, and so I'm like, he is not the, he used to like work at Nike. He was like a very legit programmer, right? Like these people are all incredibly skilled. They've kind of figured out what's going on, have been like kind of cast aside, and either by choice or because they were cast aside by other people, and now they are out there creating either AIs or like little like just sort of like um, little, not experiments, little things for people to engage in and unlock people's minds to do really cool things. And so there's TikTok is, I think, full of things like that and people Mm. that create things like that. And um, Mm -hmm. I don't, I thought I want to sound, I'm like simping for TikTok, but like there is a, there are really neat parts of it. And I think that it gets, and it's sort of, yeah, I think it's intentionally presented to people as like, stuff you don't want to do yeah Yeah, I've seen a lot of people like it's too predatory and I'm like I get you like please by all means like live your life but it's not it's it's no more predatory probably than anything else that we're engaging with and I figure if I am getting something out of it then it's not like we are then engaging in this consciously together and that's I mean, unless I want to go and like live my life in the middle of the forest as like a total Luddite, which God bless, I may want to do that at some point right now. It's like, I live in the world where I just have to constantly be conscious and aware of what's in front of me and what I'm engaging with. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, it's, it's not about it's good or it's bad. It's about like, can I figure out what this is doing to me and how can I you know, avoid that or get something better out of it. Totally. Yeah. I, I get that. And I think that like, obviously like whatever algorithm is actually like, it is like interacting with you. Like these things have like a consciousness. And I think that, okay. Like for me, when I was young and like growing up and stuff, like I would 
And I still actually like repel, I have repelled technology since I was a little girl. So like, if I got like really emotional, like the lights would go off in the house or I see, like, yeah. I cause technology to like malfunction. And I've worked a lot on like, I mean, I don't want to sound weird, but like, I actually, and this is something that I started a long time ago. I actually talked to it, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm just like, obviously every, I mean, even, I mean, you know, I kind of consider that there's consciousness in some way and like everything, you know? So it's like, um, you know, so I, I talk, I used to talk to it more than I do now, but like, okay, like, please work, you know, like, yeah, I need you to work. And I just really appreciate you. And like, you know, I don't know. I, it gets enough energy for me for, for fucking sure. So hopefully, you know, so yeah. Yeah. That was one of Quinn's points too, was that people um, that are designing these, this technology and these robots and all this kind of stuff, he's like, they're not going to treat them with any sort of like rights. And he was basically had like this overarching concern about the technology basically being given life like Frankenstein's monster, right? And then not, then being like forced into servitude, like for its whole existence, which I don't know. I, People probably have all sorts of thoughts on that. I think it's interesting to think about, though, because it is something yeah. that you've designed to do something for you, and now you just—I don't know—it's all these ethical concerns. But we still don't even know how to treat animals, so it's like we're we put the Say that. put the cart ahead of the horse here, or humans, or <laughs> yeah, or anybody, or, or right. Well, and I guess that is like that is a really interesting question. And when I was in college, my minor was cognitive science. And so I was studying part like neuroscience and learning about the brain and was also studying um, intelligent systems or computers. So Mm -hmm. as part of that, I had to take three programming classes, fucking like, I would rather stab myself in the eye with a fork than ever, like go through another programming class. Oh my gosh. Like, (laughs) I am not an algorithmic thinker fucking obviously I am an abstract thinker so I don't yeah in that like that's not I'm right not, maybe I'm more algorithmic now than I was then like I'm a little older I'm a little bit like if then <laughs> you know right, but yeah 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 I'm the same way right but so I um yeah, so I had to take a couple of um, cognitive science classes. There were a couple that were just straight, like they that were like basically both like inter, you know, interchangeable together with like, you know, with this. My professor at the time was a, and I hope that he is still around and still doing his thing, but his office was like lined with Mountain Dew cans and like. Um, you know, not in the best health and like really would like save all of his grading until the last three weeks. So we don't know how the fuck we're doing in the class until it's time to take like the final exam and he's got to teach all the rest of the material. And, and I, yeah, I worked in his um, electroencephalograph um, like lab or whatever, where I would apply the EEG machines to people's heads, like over and over with the liquid and you know, oh, wow. like, to read people's like brainwaves and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So anyway, fun times, man. I miss those days sometimes because I lo- I was, for me, like I'm such a fucking nerd that like learning is actually really fun. And I think about 
how I was like applying that. I was humbly applying like that goop to people's heads. Like, and I just loved it, you know? And I was yeah. so just like, I was like eating it up, you know? Um, but so, so within that class though, um, he made it sound like it was like hundreds of years off, obviously, because detached from reality, right? Like, um, that conversation of like, well, you know, do we give robots rights? And I am weird. Like, I'm just a really big fan of rights. You know, I'm a really big fan of like upright, um, you know, simple contracts that are clear. I'm a fan of liberation for all. And I also think that there are probably like thousands of races in the multiverse that are kind of like hybridized with AI, but they still have their own mind. They still have their own thoughts, you know, and they still, so it's like, yeah, like it's definitely a conversation, but it's like with like quote unquote aliens coming to earth and making friends or whatever, like Susie new age, you know, whoever that is, is like saying, you know, it's like, we can't even like address like like, you know, right now, I guess on some level, like there's like a, on some level, meaning I don't think everybody's necessarily like playing into it or contributing to it. There's like race tension, there's, you know, gender tension. And it's like, how the fuck are we going to be able to like, you know, be like, okay, yes, robots or like, you know, well, you know, it's so funny because this is what Quinn was talking about in real time when it happened. They were like, it was a big deal. Sophia, the AI came right. out and she's like, right when that time and the robot, and then she got a driver's license and it was like this big, huge, like, haha, women can't even drive in Saudi Arabia. What's this about? Well, it turns out the reason they gave her a license, according to Quinn, was because now she's like a taxable citizen. And so I find it very interesting. The first thing they did was like figure out how to a tax, way to tax her. <laughs> uh huh. like work she was doing. So yeah, it was like I don't. And I may have that totally That's wrong. That's ridiculous. But it's still, just the framework for that is like so funny to me. And it just goes to show you, it's like, yeah, what's the first thing that we want to do with like life when we create? Oh yeah, figure out a way that we can like make money off of it. Figure out a way that we can like make money off its labor because that's what, for me doing nothing, I want to make sure I'm benefiting from that, 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 that AI figuring out problems and solving problems for the people. It was just like, and so then I started realizing like, oh, he thinks about this at such like a different level. And it's true. I mean, that's why they did it. I mean, it was wild. So everyone well, should go read up on that. So I got to yeah. check out. Yeah. Quinn Michael, apparently, because there's a lot of like, I just, I have a lot of questions, I guess, too, based on, you know, different forms of technology that I saw that I didn't recognize from like this waking reality and some of those sort of like streams of whatever, you know, they were yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, kind of like different like modes of transporting or like different, and I, you know, and I think that even I mean, a lot of people that we were talking about that we are so grateful for are like have said that like the body and the energy body is a type of technology, right? So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that like 
it's just, yeah, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting conversation. And I, I just um, hope I'm more concerned that humans are being written out of the rights conversation personally. I mean, that's, Oh, yeah. I Not worried about in. artificial intelligence sovereignty, really. Like, um, yeah. you know, like, but I am, you know, <laughs> so, but I wanted to talk to you. Speaking of which, I wanted, remember, we were going to talk about um, like reanimated consciousness. Didn't you see that picture of like Mark Zuckerberg? You sent me that picture of Mark Zuckerberg. And mm-hmm. there was the king of Spain from whatever year. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do yes. you have to make of that? Like, do you think that that's time travel? Do you think that that's like consciousness kept in a box, stored in the freezer, brought back out, put in a box? I think there's like so many ways that genetics manifest. I like here, I think either this, but it's totally explainable or it's totally unexplainable, right? So if it's explainable, we go, yeah, there's genetics and there's like facial features that are similar and Obviously, Zuckerberg is someone who's like, let's say, like a, like a mogul of today's time, like pretty easy to compare him to a king of back in the day, right? Like we could do that. Or I could on, be honest, and I have no fucking idea. They look the same exact way. Like Zuckerberg is already like living in a totally different dimension in theory because of the metaverse. Probably totally a million other places like that that we have no idea because we're not privy to. Uh, or you know uh, or they're just that they've been created and they're not like public Mm -hmm. Um, and also yeah I if anyone had the technology to do something like that like it would certainly be him I remember these pictures it's like this picture of a bunch of people from back in like I don't know like the god I don't know I'm gonna it's like an idiot like the 19 like 30 something like that and it's like these two dudes and it looks like Jay-Z and Pharrell and there was like this meme right. going around this years ago that they were like vampires or whatever or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it happens like that sometimes. Like sometimes, right. I, but I don't, I can't explain it. You know, like I don't know. I could give you my best guess. I don't know. You know, it's fun to yeah. think about. Um. So, okay, like I have a couple of theories about this that are pretty out there. So I'm gonna try to share them. Like. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of something else like that I saw the other day that I shared. It was about like something happened in Egypt. I know that like last year they like opened some fucking like mummified shit that hadn't been opened and da 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 in Egypt or something. I'm trying to wave to your, <laughs> is that your boyfriend? No. Oh, yeah, that is him. I thought he was out there. Oh my gosh, I want to meet him. We can like edit this out, but also he's like, yeah, next time, next time. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh my gosh. Um. Okay. So, um, I'm like so into it. I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) But so, like, this kind of reminded me of, you know, the the example with Zuckerberg and the king and like, you know, Jay-Z and Varel and the guy guys in the 30s and like, you know, kind of opening up this tomb that hasn't been opened in eons or however long, you know, and these types of things remind me even just in my own life and the way that I see kind of like 
like souls and myth. Um, so I always like my energy, like when I was, um, being introduced to like the new age community, like obvious, I think I was kind of like given like some kind of false guides and like false, you know, it's like the false light spirits or whatever they're, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whatever, you know, that is like, I, but there was always one that like did not, that struck me as very familiar, if not familial. And I was always wondering why that is. Right. And that one is like Kuan Yin, the goddess of mercy, mercy and compassion, or like Mm, um, she who hears and sees the cries of the world. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. she also takes on like a really fierce form. And like, I, I think sometimes of souls, like as, you know, these myths or these archetypes that we've created, like the Joan of Arc archetype or, um, you know, like the like Loki archetype or like whatever, you know, and I think of that as like, what if that's like a group soul that like branches off into like 50 or like you know, depending on like that, this, the, you know, the soul or like the source of that soul, it's like, um, you know, could take up more bodies or whatever, but it's like, I don't know. I just think that I, cause when I tap into like my soul family and like the last, like before I was this, whatever this is like, it's, um, Kuan Yin feels kind of similar ish to that. And also like, I got the sense that there's not very many people who have that aspect with them here now, like maybe 25, 30 people, but it's like on the planet, like there's not. Right. Right. So like the odds of me meeting someone in that camp are like slim, but these are just the thoughts that I have. I'm like, you know, because also, I think that we're overlaid with different, like with different archetypes too. Like, I think we were talking like the first time that we talked about like the Lilith overlay and like that kind of template and like the sexual misery that can come with that, like, or that came with that for me, um, mm-hmm. in my experience. And then I felt a release in that. And then all this other stuff opened up like, you know, this other, like, I'm able to explore the more, like, the other types of archetypes available to me. Mm -hmm. I think about, though, that throughout history, like, there's different figures, like, Napoleon, and whatever, and, like, the, the Spanish king that is now, like, Mark Zuckerberg allegedly right I think about these things and I'm just like yeah it's just I don't know exactly how to set it in order in my mind I don't think that it needs to be in order in my mind but it is something definitely that I've spent like a lot of time mentally masturbating about so yeah well when I think about it even more now like if I get really really outside of it it's like I don't even know if that was what the Spanish king looked like do you know what I'm saying like that could have been just some meme that was like memed into existence by some idiot and you know what I mean like I don't know I I did not verify it I did not do any of that and um but like in a way that's like even more kind of fun and delicious and juicy because it's like people are creators 
Yeah. And it's like, we are living in this dream. And I think like the material reality is like really important. And obviously like we have to eat, we have to like pay our bills, all that stuff. That's like very material, but like that, just because, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> <right>. Like, <laughs> um, if we, for, if we just like kind of divorce ourselves from that, like know that we take that as a given, but like, that is the thing that like really grounds us here. It's like, well, okay. That I don't know if that was actually a picture of Mark Zuckerberg or not, but it's like, do I really even like, or not Mark Zuckerberg, but him as a king? Do I even really care? Like, does it even really matter? And isn't it just more fun that like someone did that? And yes, the truth matters, but this isn't the kind of truth that I'm like concerned. Like, this isn't the the truth I'm more concerned about. Like, the truth of existence, the truth of nature, the truth of like, you know, what it is to like. Or like what has occurred? Like if something has happened, let's not try to deny that it has happened, right? Let's right. just like let's talk about it as what it is, and that way we can all like move along unfractured, you know? Because I feel like the more we lie, the more fractured we make reality. Unfractured. But I don't right. think, yeah. But I don't think that like really making whether or not that picture of Zuckerberg as a king is, is if it's real or not is like taking away from the truth I think it's just like adding to the story I don't know because it could be easily figured out I guess at the end of the day and it's not like someone's trying to be malicious with that but that's where we are with the internet is we don't really know I guess it's like sometimes I have to know what is real because it matters and sometimes I like really don't have to know what is real because it just doesn't matter at all and I think maybe that's a really interesting thing to take away from the internet for me from this conversation because it really I would have probably entered this conversation saying it matters that things are like this or that and now I, I not really, I think that as long as we get the message of what that thing is and we bring that into the material realm, then like whether or not that thing was real really doesn't, like there was that um, meme on TikTok that got me really kind of into it in the beginning was the Javier meme if he's a time traveler in the future. And it was like, it was very debatable. It could have been like, sure, this is real. Or it could have been like Javier clearly went out while the entire world was shut down and got some shots and like, is trying to like do like an art project of what the world would be like if we weren't here in 2045. So what is it? But it's like, ultimately it doesn't matter. And then Nish, lovely Nish was the one who like really unlocked this for me. And I was like, okay, so if it doesn't matter, I can let that go. Then what are all these things saying? Why are they appearing now? What are all these people like manifesting and presenting all over the internet? And what is the cohesive picture that is unfolding in front of me? You know, and that's sort of because mm-hmm. what you're what I'm picking up on is relatable to the tangible material realm, but it's not necessarily from a tangible material place. Like I can learn a really cool lesson about the way things work from watching a totally fictionalized movie it's sort of like that like I can learn about yeah the mechanics of something roughly probably easier that way than I can through an actual nonfiction manual Mm -hmm. yeah Um, anyway fun stuff I love niche what a what a lady you know it's like she's a dame she's a dame yeah she sure is um the grand dame yeah and like I think that because of like the kind of dark nature of some of the things like I just love that I can you know like go like leave her a a voice note that of something extremely dark that like I saw or that I thought of or like 
and she doesn't care. Like, she's like, oh yeah, girl, like, da, 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 da. you know, so, um, I want to kind of pivot if I could, can I talk a little bit about my candida cleanse and like my experience of the entity of candida and like, take it over. Okay. So, um, so I took a round of antibiotics, I guess this was like, when was this even? Was it September? I don't know. Like, and like, it was something that I tried to treat naturally for a while and like, it didn't work. So I just was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to just do it. Fuck it. I hate this, but why not? Like, you know, and then, you know, I'm noticing like over the course of like the next month that it just seems like I'm taking in less and less and less and less and less nutrients per the food that I'm eating. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, this is like, this is too much, you know, like, um, Uh I felt like I had brain fog and like headaches and I was really fatigued. I was really lethargic. Like I was not doing well and I wasn't like really able to work like to the best of my capacity. And, you know, I was eating at the time, like a vegan diet that was, you know, high in like potatoes and, um, fruit and, those two things do have like a track record of like activating and aggravating a fungal, like a candida. Like starchy, right? Is that what would be the the impetus? Okay. So it's a sugar thing. And I've not ever, well, okay. So in college I, and when I had, I had this, um, this boyfriend and like, we would smoke joints and then we would like eat a tub of ice cream together Um, this was when I was in college and just like at the busiest point of my life. And I think I was just like, real, I was really like stressed out, like 100% of the time. (laughs) And like, girl, I would excuse that if you did it yesterday, you know what I'm saying? That's just, but I totally get it. College is a hard time. (laughs) Yeah. Like, but I haven't really been in that space, you know, since, um, since around then, like with sugar, And I still didn't really feel like I was, even after I took the round of antibiotics, like that sugar craving, the processed sugar craving is not a part of like my candida story, but I do think that like candida doesn't really discriminate with sugar. Um, Candida, I feel like as an entity, like, or as a like group, whatever that is, like the fungus itself is like extremely colonizer consciousness, like very opportunistic and like it gets uh-huh. into the tricky places and then it gets into the bloodstream. And like, in my case, that's where it was. Like it was so wild. So I did a week of not eating and like not eating any sugar. So I was doing like vegetable juices, nut milks and broths and like fucking like garlic and ginger and like, um, like beverage like drinks you know and like um and probiotics and stuff like that and I just broke my fast and had have been eating and that's been really amazing because I was getting really miserable there yeah I can see how that portion though like really expedited the process like my I feel different like I feel way more grounded not eating sugar and like not interfacing with that um as much, you know, so like, 
You definitely have, and I did have haven't known you that long, but like definitely that first like couple of weeks, there was more of a I know there was more of a freneticness just for like you know lots of other reasons too, but like oh, yeah. that has all like kind of miraculously like resolved in the last like all that stuff is you're like more focused on like tasks and you kind of like achieved the things that you've been trying to achieve like within the last like 48 hours it seems like kind of as you started <laughs> eating food again and like you've released the cleanse and like the, and I know that you had a very productive cleanse so that's really good but um yeah I need to I'm not gonna say I need to I would like to have a point in my life where I can like very willingly and happily just like not eat sugar for just start like a week and then build on that like no expectation sort of but I'm just like a sugar baby it sucks that's why I really should like I like I enjoy it I and, and but to me and here I need you to not convince me why but like to spot my fallacies okay it seems like it would be really hard because um you because when you are not on sugar you have to make all your stuff because everything that's processed has so much sugar in it and that is difficult for me and that is something I would just have to overcome but that is something that always is like all this extra work which is also why I've been vegetarian since I was 13 I'm 40 now but I've never been able to fully transition to vegan not that I even want to at this point but even right. when I tried like once or twice because it was just like I I'm like the morning star vegetarian, you know, like I'm not proud of that, but like, oh. I will, you know, I eat a lot less of it than I used to for sure. It's mostly like, I'm more into like, just like veggie. We have like usually like a salad a day now, but it's like, um, Good. it's just, yeah. but there's probably like sugar in the salad dressing. So I'm not making my own salad. It's just stuff like that, where I like my, my mind that wants to like OCD and think of all the reasons I can't do something. Like those are all the things that I'm always confronted with so go ahead explain to me why I'm probably like not totally off base but I could meet those challenges okay sure so okay like um I know your chart right so your Mars is an Aries on your midheaven you're not focused on the details the minutia this the is true piece by piece piece um and so if you have the resources, if you live a comfortable life, what I would suggest, and maybe this is like not exactly what you're asking me, but like maybe this is like a different answer than like, oh, please, I was expecting or you were expecting. Yeah. But like your Mars is an Aries. So you should literally only do things like, and your North Node is in Leo. Like you should only do things if and when you really truly want to do them. Oh, Pardon okay. Part of having like the North node in the second house, there is a component of that. That's like very like physical learning how to ground into your body. That's, but I would say that like, um, what you can do is you can like, if you have the resources, you can kind of like outsource this. Right. So like my best friend yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in my city, Asher, you know, he is like creating, you know, these like salad kits for people and like you know like there are people around that do this that do that kind of thing for other people on the down low out uh, of their house okay so what I'm saying is like you can have somebody like help you with a cleanse ish type thing and you can like that 
is actually that that's very <laughs> harmonious because like if you could have met me truly with any other answer and I would have been like that sounds like something I could do <laughs> but I probably won't that sounds like something I actually could do because it would just involve make me. it yeah. easier and like you want Maybe my to new year's situation will involve that yeah plan ahead well, totally well because you want to do it but you don't want to put in the like physical effort. labor to yeah. do it <laughs> Yeah. I mean, okay, like there are things that you can do. Like I can send you some like really nice like salad dressings that like when you look them over, like combining like avocado with lemon and the right kind of herbs and then blending that up together. It's like creamy, you know, like there's, there's ways I think that you can make that work no like, for well no I think I definitely could it, it just comes down to my own like desire to because I know the best way to do it would be homemade or like have it but honestly even there's like a part of me that fantasizes about being the kind of person that would do that mm -hmm. I know it's like so impractical but there are truly like things that I've done in the last year that I was like I would never do that like I started getting massages recently, which has been like, oh. I'm so like not, and I was like, no, I don't want to, I don't know why I had a really strong resistance to it. And when I started doing that, it was like, this is like everything. And I started, it was because I was having this pain that just like wouldn't go away. And like, it, I wasn't ready to like go to medicine yet. I just like didn't yeah. want to deal with doctors yet. And so totally. it totally got my like ribs back in order. It was all this crazy stuff. And so I think like, yeah, as I get older and more accustomed to being in this body, right? Like there are things that I'm more willing to like do for myself. Like Pilates has been one as well. Where Love it. Like, in your body is like very cool and you don't even understand how, like I'm the kind of person that walks around. I was just telling this to Sean, like that walks around not knowing I had a back half of my body that like had muscles like for so long like not realizing yes. so I have like bad knees that have been like locked and like I have hyperextension anyways I have all this stuff where it's like oh had I understood I had like a whole posterior like chain <laughs> I could have been like taking off a lot of this like stress and pressure and so just like starting to think like that yeah. or, like if I have a pain knowing where it's like kind of coming from and how I can address it by doing like a counter move or something. I don't know. It was just really cool. This whole, but you're right. Um, it's a very good assessment. Everyone come and get a, an incredible reading from Mare because she is very, very skilled at what she does. <laughs> I've been doing it for a while now. I, I try, I really like have been hitting a stride with it. Like even in the last like few days where I'm just like, all right, like sometimes I'm like, you know, like we get tired of things and then we come back to things. But like right now I'm on like a pretty good, like, I'm like, all right, you know? So, um, with regard to like the, you're a Pisces, you have like yes. sun and you have Venus. Um, I think maybe actually your Mars is at the very last degree of Pisces, which still means okay. that you shouldn't do anything the fuck you don't want to do because that's just a rule for everybody. But like, um, but like, so the opposite of Pisces is Virgo, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. my Mercury, Venus and Mars are all together in like a tight cluster, like at the very beginning of Virgo. So in terms of like chopping little vegetables into little pieces and like, you know, fucking like, you know, 
like making my own nut milks and like making these juices and like all of these things, like it's kind of that Virgo and like labor of love, like where like, yeah. I really, like it's, it was really rewarding and like gave me purpose in me life, but that's not, and it's exactly what I needed to get into the positioning that I'm getting into, you know, over these next few weeks, but like, you know, not everybody is in that space. Like we have to honor like what we, where we're at and like what we're bringing. And I think it's also, sorry, speaking to the, the Pisces and the Virgo, like axis that like we hit strongly on because you're very Piscean I have a Pisces Uh I'm very Virgoan so like we hit that axis pretty hard and like perfectly for each other and we're like that and it's so funny because our um, work like when it does let me tell you this is so funny because my mom is like 8 18 uh she's a leo and my dad was 9 19 and he's mm. a Virgo, or he was a virgo mm-hmm. well yes he is he's just not with us anymore but um oh. yeah anyway it's just really funny like i have a very strong like parental yeah but you're not like a parent but you are like a parent you are my you're mommy younger than me you yeah. are my mommy we mommy. parent each other oh my gosh <laughs> so funny well and that's um yeah go ahead no I was gonna ask you where you I not to you can edit this out but like where you're gonna be living is it like a little like witch's cottage in the middle of like that's where my mind thinks about it okay so I'm Um, like imagining you with your little kitty just like doing your astrology and like making your brews and like oh just like like you're gonna have like little herbs like hanging upside down Yeah, it's gonna, it's very special. And I'm very, um, I hope that it ends up like panning out because I've gotten really excited about different things. And then like, it's not panned out. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Want, I, I can see myself there, though. And, um, and yeah, so it's, you know, on one side, like on my porch, basically, there's the river, like that runs Ooh. through that town. And uh-huh. then I like I go out to where my car is and there's a mountain. <laughs> um and I yeah, I'm really oh my gosh. I'm I'm overwhelmed about that because it kind of goes back to like the very same lesson that I started out talking like in this in our earlier conversation before we were recording about that keys moment really yeah. a lot that when I let go I mean, with my self-organizing principle, yeah, with my human design, I, if I am completely relaxed and like in the right environment and like in like a clear, clean electromagnetic field that I have like, you know, maintained and like, you know, put effort into, I should want for nothing, nothing. Mm -hmm. That's how my design works. When I relax more, the universe gives more. So it's like, and I don't think it's like that with everybody. Like generators are like, you know, just like, I don't, it's just such a dance, like with generators to watch them. But I think with, you know, it's a slower process with projectors and it requires like more patience and more trust. And it's trust (laughs) that 
Because in order to receive, you have to trust that there will be something to receive. And I have trust issues, girl. And so So this is so fun that you bring this up because, right? Like when I was at a doctor, like having, this is like 10, this is uh, 2009. So like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, 11 years ago, something like that. I'm at the doctor, like having my like heart palpitations because my job is like stressing me out. I'm on like Adderall and like all this medication so I can like keep up. Okay. Like it's all prescribed, all above board, but still my my heart does not care. And so I'm like, I'm like calling into work that day. My doctor's like, you should really just like take some time off work because your heart is like going so fast. Like you need to calm down and chill out notice he never said get off the medication that was a thing that came later from me but like just so you know okay sure. doctors are full of us but um <laughs> so then I'm like freaking out I'm like calling my dad like I don't know what to do at the doctor's office this woman who I just have this like very I have like random encounters with her my whole life I've lived in my whole town my whole life run into her and she like comes over and she's very Christian and she's like Amy like you're having all these problems let me come over with my son tonight and we'll just well, whatever. I just want to talk with you. So I'm like, okay. So they came over and they had the message of Jesus, which is like, that's fine. You know, not for me really, but they, but she said something to me that was so important. I've kept with it my whole, whole time. And it's been like such a beautiful moment. And I honestly like thank her for this. She's like, you have to let go of your, you have to like empty your cup before you can receive more water. And it was like, oh, I'm trying to like get more water and experience new stuff. And I don't have room for new water. And so that's when I like realized I have to let go of this job. I have to like go through this very uncomfortable period of not knowing like what I'm going to do or, you know, I'm still like totally a mess. You know what I mean? Like, but I had to like figure it out. And so, but that lesson of just like, you have to let go of this situation that is not working. Mm -hmm. And then it's like later on and, and down the road, you're like, why was I so why was I clinging on so deeply to something that was so bad for me? And it's like, then you, that's a whole other like level of understanding, but just being able to like get there where you're like, why was I, why was I holding on for dear life to something that was like truly draining my life's energy out of me? And then uh, yeah, moving on from there, but such a huge piece of the puzzle for me was like oh yeah if we just like make room for something new then something will come but you have to like trust that something will work out exactly and yeah I think that it's such an interesting concept that moment right before like when you know that you need to fucking release it do it like it it's like you got right up to the precipice, you know, and um, I think that when, when I think of like the mechanism that keeps people from taking those steps or has kept me in a pattern of forcing or like, you know, trying, because like my life just does not work when I am not like invited into some 